podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Anytime that Nick Redfern writes a book, it's a special event. And over the years since the Powercast began, we've had many special events with Nick Redfern. So welcome back, Nick. Our guest co-host, by the way, is Kurt Collins. Nick, you're in the time travel this time. Hey, guys. How's it going? We've been going through your book. It's called Time Travel, the Science and Science Fiction. But what made you, Nick Redfern, want to jump into the subject of time travel? Well, I guess over the years, you know, you can find a lot of books out there in relation to time travel. And it's always been an interest of mine, you know, whether it's in the alleged real world, you know, or if it's in the world of entertainment. And sometimes it kind of blurs both sides. I think everybody, to some degree, wished they could travel in time, even if it was just once, you know, just sort of a go back to that girlfriend that you forgot or whatever, you know, you know, if only that kind of situation. And I think we all sort of can relate to that angle. And of course, everybody says, well, sorry, you know, that was 15 years ago and 15 years ago is gone. But then you have that big question, well, Maybe that 15 years isn't gone. Maybe we're in a situation where time travel isn't just fiction. Rather, there really is, you know, an ability to travel through time. What I particularly like about writing a book like this is that there are so many different angles and theories to time travel. Otherwise, if it's just one story after another, of this person thought they'd gone through time here and so on and so on. It gets a bit bland, repetitive. So um, I felt to present a story of time travel, but from some really alternative perspectives rather than just the, the average ones, you know. Some of our earlier exposures to time travel go back to the H.G. Wells book from, what, 1895, the Time Machine, and also the movie version of that, which was in 1960 with Rod Taylor as a character named George. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to be honest. I only read the actual novel itself when I was probably, I think actually I read it at school, I think when I was about 14 or 15, but the Rod Taylor movies is a really good one. I mean, okay, it's not got the special effects of, you know, the 21st century, but it does have that kind of sense of kind of nostalgia, but also it's a well-done story and it's got a lot of atmosphere to it. And, of course, the one that came out, I think it was around about 10 years ago now, playing uh, Guy Pierce in the same role that, uh, that Rod Taylor plays, uh, which was okay. But, you know, it was kind of like the remake of Planet of the Apes. It's like, meh, you know. <laughs> it's fascinating because you have this sort of crossover between time travel uh, in the real world and also in the world of folklore and in fiction and... You know, the places get blurred here, there, and everywhere. And so um, we can learn. If there is, you know, if there is some degree of time travel, well, I think 
looking into the world of fiction as well is a good way to start as well, you know, to sort of put thoughts out there, you know, what about this, is this feasible, and just rather than just, um, you know, some guy happen to go through time and then comes back and, and so on, you know, make it a bit more... Um, deeper but also alternative you know there's a lot of things in the book that um don't really um appear in in other books you know i've got things like the men in black and the black-eyed children for a very strange reason but it's you could make a good case you know that it that it's relevant to time travel so um you know so it won't be just you know circulated garbage or whatever <laughs> you know it's interesting how the character of H.G. Wells becomes an individual seen in different TV shows like there's a Canadian mystery period mystery goes back to like the late 19th early 20th centuries called Murdoch Mysteries where H.G. Wells appears as a character a couple of times we have Lois and Clark the new adventures of Superman from the mid-1990s, and of course our friend Bryce Zabel was a supervising producer and scriptwriter for the show for the first year. And then again, H.G. Wells comes. This time, he brings a serial murderer from the future, as opposed to the Time After Time movie, where he brings back Jack the Ripper from the past. Yeah. Well, I, I think that one's the, um, the, you know, the, the one where you've got... Um Jack the Ripper, you know, coming to the future and um, to escape the past. I mean, that's like a really cool sort of scenario. And I guess in one sense, you could say, well, it's plausible because he never was caught, nobody got him, and the whole story is still sort of swamped in mystery. Now, of course, um, if somebody said to me, do I think he was um, a time traveler? No, I don't, <laughs> personally. But from the perspective of you know, uh, watching the movie and getting some, you know, the, the imagery of, wow, you know, this is a potential theory, um, you know, putting it out there, is sort of a, a fun thing to do. As long as, of course, you know, that we we make sure for the reader or for the listener, etc., um, to, as long as we know, we know which is which, you know. And, of course, um, because there is so much uh, around, controversial, you know, surrounding time travel, we need to be careful as to, you know, what we want to believe, if only this could happen, uh, can we go back? All of this, you know, is um, the kind of things that sort of uh, that roll into all of this, you know. Well, of course, the other scenario with time travel is not just going from the past to the future, but going from the future to the past to change a few things. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's so many shows that have done that. Most recently, we have a TV show on the CW called Legends of Tomorrow, where they take these grade B superheroes, they run around in a device called the Wave Rider. And of course, the Wave Rider is capable of space travel and time travel. In a sense, it's like a TARDIS. Well, I actually haven't seen that. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) 
Well, go ahead. It's worth, it, I don't like it. I think it's just too jokey. Okay. You know, it's as in that sense, I do think they're trying to be influenced by Doctor Who, but they don't have that kind of hero because all these second rate superheroes are mostly just Earth people with a random power or two or some kind of special ability. It's not like Doctor Who, who can be anyone. And obviously now until her stint ends this season is a woman. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, when you brought up that issue of, you know, going back in time and things like that, I think that's sort of more, the sort of more popular um, side to it, if you like. Um, And I think that sort of um, appeals to people rather than going into the future. Um, For example, um, you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, if you're... If you're going to go back in time, you know, make it something that you could change because it was like, damn, if only, if only, if only. And if you, if we could do that, that would be great. But then you've got the, you know, the sort of classic famous scenario of like the, um, the grandfather syndrome. Let's do our break with Nick and okay. Kurt and Gene. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Hey listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience, so I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Both my legs were amputated due to an IED. It's when you start to try to get back into, like, an everyday life. I absolutely felt like I lost some of my purpose. There must be something more. 
When DAV came into my life, they gave me a new mission. I could still be a productive member of society, could still support a family. The DAV gave him that sense of structure and purpose again to get his life back together. Visit DAV.org to learn more about our mission. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Kirk Owens, our guest co-host, Nick Redfern, talking about time travel, the science and science fiction. And as we close out the last segment, he was talking about Going back to the past, but then you have the grandfather phenomenon, which I presume we all know means that if you change something in the past, you mess up everything from then on. Yeah, and that's the one sort of fairly persuasive um, scenario for time travel not being a viable scenario. For people who may not know the the grandfather phenomenon or situation, it's basically, let's say, you go back 200 years into the past and you kill one of your relatives. Let's say your great-grandmother, something like that, or the grandfather. And so by doing that, you actually prevent your birth So in that case, well, how can you come into the past or not even born in the past when you've actually gone back in time, (laughs) you know? So you can't have, you know, your your cake and eat it kind of thing. It's one or the other. So my view on all of this is that if there is a, a grandfather phenomenon and of course this that's theoretical as well but if there is and you go back in time and you alter something either you get killed yourself <laughs> or you know a relative gets killed and it changes everything my view is but well either it can't happen or 
if it can happen, then I would say this would sort of take us then down the the angle of like multiple uh, timelines, that sort of thing. In other words, is it theoretically possible that all at the time, everywhere, there could be timelines being altered here and there and everywhere, and we don't realize it, you know. So when you're looking outside of the fictional realm, so to speak, there are admittedly some issues that do make it problematic. And, and the grandfather scenario is without doubt the biggest one more than any other that, um, you know, you change things. Well, you're going to change what you did uh, when you, if you come back, let's say there's been a nuclear war and it was all just down to you. Well, how could that happen? And so on. So, again, that's one of the reasons against time travel. But I've read, you know, so many non-fictional accounts from people who believe they've had some sort of time travel that makes me believe that there is some degree of time travel. I'm not saying, you know, we've all one day going to have the equivalent of a DeLorean, you know, and going back and seeing your mom when she was 16 or whatever. I don't think, you know, it's going to, it's that sort of Hollywoodish situation. However, I've spoke to a lot of people who said they didn't experience anything like that, but they did have like a really weird glitch in time where things kind of changed a little bit and then it was gone. And, and I do think there is some degree of, now which we can talk about, some examples of how there can be random strange events in the timeline, but it's not like sitting in your DeLorean, pressing 1955 and zoom away. Um, I think if there, are, if there is time travel or, or time riffles or ripples or whatever, I think... Um, it would have to be something perhaps more of a natural nature, you know, um, nature, you know, or something along those lines rather than, you know, us just jumping in something and saying hi to somebody from 20, I don't know, 30th century, whatever. So. Hey, you know, I wanted to bring this up because of what you said about the grandfather paradox. There's an author named Dr. Michael Masters. Don't know if you know him. He wrote a book called Identified Flying Objects, a Multidisciplinary Academic Approach to the UFO Phenomenon. And he says that we're being visited, the UFOs from time travelers, but that the time stream is fixed. So whatever they do in the past is what's meant to be, which gets to be pretty complicated. Yeah. Again, that is one of the more plausible scenarios that, let's say, you go back in time to see JFK get shot, and then you go back. Well, and and if somebody shows the Zapruder film, you're there because because you actually did do that. You know, in other words, I if we go if we're able to go back in time, there's a good argument to make that if you do go back, you won't be able to change things because it's already happened. So I think that in itself is also a possibility 
that, that things cannot change. You could go, if you go back, it's because you were a part of what happened anyway. You know, that sort of ties in with, like, fate. You know, the idea is that it's almost along the lines of, you know, you cannot change fate, you know, that kind of situation. And um, as I said, the only other way around from that would be you create another timeline. There's another, there's another Gene, there's another Nick, you know, that kind of thing. They're just on a different sort of different time dimension. Um, and we just, you know, this version of Gene went this way and um, somebody else goes the other way. But again, you know, we, we are dealing with theoretical concepts that, um, that require, you know, some degree of, um, of science. But, I mean, it's also really difficult to understand the science of genuine time travel, you know. Hey, Nick, this is Kurt. So, uh, hey, guys, Kurt. Hey, part of your early book, uh, early part of the book, discussed some of the uh, the scientific uh, theories and some of the people that had been inspired by these stories and are actually doing research and you know at least theoretical work into it. So, um, you know, did you uh, did you have any any theories or uh, you know any uh, the uh, discipline that that maybe is you feel like anyone is on the right track or has made progress? Well, you know. Um, I think the ones that the people who've made these claims and things like this, um, the ones who've impressed me most of all by, you know, sitting in front of people and having a conversation and looking them in the eye, you know, you can, you can get a lot out of that sort of situation. Um, and what I found, the ones who come across the most plausible are those whose stories are actually quite simple you know i was going down the road and then the roads just looked. you know they, they changed the buildings looked 200 years old and there was a horse and cart nick gene kurt you're in the listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com.
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A federal appeals court has granted a stay of President Biden's vaccine mandate as it also expresses concerns about the constitutional issues it raises. A three-judge federal appeals court granting the stay on Saturday, which freezes the administration's vaccine mandate for those businesses with 100 workers or more, as there are a number of challenges court-wise that need to play out. The panel also noted its own grave constitutional concerns about the policy that mandate if the Biden administration gets its way will take effect on the 4th of January. What caused a crowd at the Astroworld Music Festival in Houston to stampede on Friday night, killing eight people, wounding over 300? Houston's mayor says they're going to find out as quickly as possible. This remains and will be a very active, active investigation. USA Radio News. Areas that observe daylight saving time have kissed it goodbye with standard time returning overnight. With the economy doing better, it appears President Biden's approval rating is doing the same. It had been suffering for months because the economy was suffering. Here's our Brad Bernards. The narrative may have changed Friday. Thanks to the economic plan we put through in Congress earlier this year and a successful vaccine deployment, America continues to add jobs at a record pace. Government data showed that the U.S. added 531,000 jobs in October. The U.S. Navy christening a new ship, the USNS Harvey Milk, named in honor of the late politician and civil and human rights activist who served in the Navy during the Korean War as a diving officer. Milk was elected later to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1977, becoming the first openly gay elected official in California. He was assassinated on November 27, 1978. This is USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I was thinking here, you know, if you do that too often, your voice may become like Paul McCartney's at age 79, kind of rough and ready. So just be careful, Nick Redfern. Let's continue right. with your talk here about individuals yeah. having time anomalies where suddenly they're driving along a country road and the houses are 200 years old. Do I take it that way? Yes. I've got three or four cases, actually more than that now, of people who've had 
really strange experiences, not because they have a particular interest or involvement in time travel. In most cases, it was random. As I said, you know, time looked as if it had changed. You know, the, the town you lived in, you look around and it's not what it used to be, but then you realize it looked just like as it was in, say, 1965 or something like that. And those are the ones that have sort of impressed me more than anything else because they were just sort of um, black and white, no sensational situations, nothing like that, you know. I think it's those that are the more plausible ones. However, that doesn't really give us an answer as to how or why somebody can be suddenly tumbled into, you know, a world that is not the world for at least five or ten minutes or something like that. And during that five or ten minutes, you're feeling extremely weird, just your head spinning uh, because you realize that you are in your town, but not when it was your town. Things like that, I think, are the more plausible ones. The people who've got the really stretched out stories, you know, and, and I managed to speak to JFK and try to bring him back from getting shot, that kind of thing. Some of those stories, yeah, they're interesting stories, they're fun stories, but they're the least likely ones to be correct or believable. For me, it's those are the more believable. But then again, maybe it is just possible for time travellers to come into the past, but they just have to be extremely careful as to what they do. You know, maybe the grandfather syndrome is a real thing, but if you've only got a relatively small number of time travellers going back into the past, well, maybe if they're really, really careful, they could go to Dealey Plaza not to get involved, you know, don't do something wrong that would change the lines, just sit on the grassy knoll and watch and be really, really careful not to do anything wrong. I think you could get away with doing that and you wouldn't have the grandfather phenomenon because the grandfather phenomenon basically requires something to go wrong to demonstrate how that works well if you can, if you're really careful and you don't cause any problems well maybe nobody else would ever know because you really did it easy and simple because you learned how to do it you know maybe there are hundreds of time travelers out there right now but what they're doing, as well as, you know, sort of looking into the past, maybe they're sort of historians or something like that, but they're doing their expeditions or whatever you want to call it, they're doing it in a way that nothing's going to be changed. Now, of course, somebody might just suddenly have a heart attack and the car goes off the road and hits you. You know, then you go into hospital and etc etc so there's all these different aspects and angles and very much theoretical but also you know very kind of well what if what if this what if that you know so uh i know that gene was very interested in the the section that related to the uh the philadelphia experiment mm. so um I, I guess some people need a brief recap of that well i mean the the philadelphia experiment story that's one of my um 
more interesting things to investigate. I've done quite a lot of research into that, but <laughs> you probably knew there was a but coming. <laughs> if you look at the original story of the Philadelphia experiment, which began with this sort of strange, kind of creepy uh, guy named Carlos Allende. And he claimed that he was on board an, adja an adjacent ship to the USS Eldridge, which was supposedly the one that was involved in the experiment. And Allende said that um, he knew of this experiment, which was supposedly was was... It was like a stealth experiment. It was basically um, to find a way to um, sort of mask and shadow things like um, radar. So in other words, the Germans and the Japanese, they wouldn't be able to blast our ships or submarines out of the water because they would be um, sort of, um, you know, in that sense, they would, this wouldn't be literal invisibility but we'll be talking you know about like a stealth type plane today it wouldn't be picked up on radar or on or magnetism that kind of thing and so the story went that the ship literally became invisible and some of the crew could see the water below them you know they could see the the shape of the ship but there was no ship and one of the guys talked about how um he had a grip onto the side of the ship because he had this horrible feeling. There was nothing below him, but he could feel it, you know. And, um, and supposedly there are actually several of these experiments. They all failed, and some of the guys went uh, crazy. Others um, died during the experiments. And supposedly it was shut down because they couldn't really figure out what the problems were. Now, at that time, with Carlos Allende, he told his story with Maurice Jessup, one of the more well-known UFO researchers in the 50s. And Allende approached, um, well, what he did, actually, he sent a copy of one of Jessup's books to the Navy, and there were all these um, annotations and things like this in the book. And this got the, um, the Navy interested. They were like, who's this guy sending all this information, you know, about these experiments? And, um, and Jessup, um, as a result, got to know about the experiment, the Philadelphia experiment, and the, the Navy brought him to interview him. But again, at that time, it was, this was about, like, anti-gravity and um, invisibility. The story of... Um, the Philadelphia experiment uh, being a time travel event really did not start until a lot later. I mean, if you look at, like, for example, you know, the books that were written, like, um, in the um, 60s and 70s and magazine articles, most of them are talking about invisibility. What sort of brought it over into a time travel aspect um, was this guy named Al Bielik, um, whose story essentially mirrors the 1984 movie, um, The Philadelphia Experiment, where you have some of the sailors going forward into time. But you don't really get much of that at all pre prior to the 1984 movie, which tells us a lot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
that movie, I guess, was based pretty much originally on the Charles Berlitz book, The Philadelphia Experiment from the late 70s. This is one of the books he wrote before he did the one on Roswell. And the reason I bring up Berlitz is because I knew him, and I was one of the technical advisors to that book, mostly by courtesy of the fact that the annotated version of M.K. Jessup's book, The Case for the UFO, with Carlos Allende's notations, was printed and made available as a volume for people in the UFO field to buy. And so I had a copy of it. We'll get more into this next with Nick oh, wow. Keen and Kurt. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said... Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. This is the annotated version of the case for the UFO. You can still get it on Amazon. I don't know whether Beckley put it out. I think Gray Barker did it originally. But the other thing about it that makes it all the more screwy is that Carlos Allende later came out saying, I'm really Carl Allen, and I made it all up. You heard that, of course. Yeah, yeah. But if you look into the stories, though, I think he knew something, or he heard of it, like scuttlebutt, you know, that kind of thing. I think he knew something, and he inserted himself into the story to some degree, and kind of like with Roswell, you know, you've got these people come forward. I saw the bodies out at Roswell, you know, in the desert. And these people, you know, some of them at least, turn out to be straightforward, nothing but liars, you know. However, you know, I mean, you get that in all aspects of these fields, you know, whether it's I shot Bigfoot, that kind of thing, you know. Well, let's see the body. Oh, well, it escaped, you know. (laughs) It's kind of like that. But I do think he knew something And I think what happened was that when Elendi started annotating that book, the the copy of Jessup's book, and then decided to send it into the Navy, and the Navy were then like, the hell's all this about, you know? Or maybe they did know and they were concerned as to who knew what was going on. I don't know. However, what I do think, though, is that if you look at the overall story, It's not really until the very late 70s, early 80s that time travel comes into it. Before that, it's like jumping dimensions and it's invisibility and guys dying. But it's really Al Bielik who had this amazingly crackpot story of time traveling. And then that rolled over like another decade later, you know, into the um, whole thing with Project Montauk, which for me, frankly, I think that's complete, 
absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to bring up one thing here just for listeners. Uh-huh. Yeah. The spiral-bound version of the case for the UFO, the annotated Vero edition with all the extra entries. Gray Barker published that back in 1973. I had a copy once, which I've since given away, and I wish I still had it. And the reason is right now Amazon is selling it for $500 a copy. However, there is a paperback book that came out in 2012 that supposedly contains the same information, but it's only $39.95. So there you go. I'll tell you what, what I got about two years ago cost me $120, was the original sort of perfect edition of, uh, you'll probably know this one, the the Anna Genslinger book. Remember that one? Not sure about that one, no. Oh, Wilk Barker printed that, a woman named Anna Genslinger, and uh, she wrote like a 150-page book all on the book. Uh, I mean, on the experiment. And Barker printed that, and uh, that's, that's a good one. Well, it's interesting about this because as far as I can tell, this incident, whatever happened, would have been unknown except for Carl Allen exposing it, even you know, in this highly mythologized version. So that that's one military leak that came from ufology, it sounds like. Say that again, sorry. Oh, that the Philadelphia experiment, we probably would have never heard of it except for basically a UFO nut. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of, uh, you know, the, the main likelihood, I suppose. But, you know, if there is any, anything to it, even if it really was just a story of, like, a stealth radar and, it got, and somebody used the word invisible, not really meaning invisible, invisible, you know, I still think something happened. And I think there could have been some deaths and there was a bizarre experiment. But, but like I said, I mean, if you watch the 1984 movie, which I thought was a really good movie, you know, but in saying that, you know, most things in that era did not um, sort of start to blow up with time travel claims and whatever. I mean, the, the more Berlitz book, that's more, you know, pretty much just based on dimensions and invisibility. You know, there's nothing in that book about, you know, sailors um, hiding out in 1984 USA or anything like that. That's largely, that's what, uh, all of that really, you know, uh, we've got Bielik to uh, quote thank us for that. <laughs> well, purely fiction was the uh, the movie The Final Countdown. And, you know, instead of like so many stories, rely on a time machine they just passed through like a some sort of time storm and went back and fought a battle with the world war ii japanese era uh, world war ii era japanese uh navy and and planes you you remember that one? Oh yeah yeah i like that one i saw that when i was a kid i must have been about i don't know 10 or something or nine or something but uh i remember watching that and um yeah, that was a good one. Well, I say it was a good one. I haven't seen it since then, so maybe from a, an adult position now, maybe well, I'll be like, this is crap, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I looked up the movie The Philadelphia Experiment, confirming, yes, it was based on the Burlitz Moore book from 1979. 
I guess in the same way, Earth versus the Flying Sausage was based on a book by Major Kehoe. The movie, however, only grossed a little over $8 million. In any way we calculate movie revenue, it was a failure. Nancy Allen was a co-star, and we had some other people there that we later would know, like Glenn Morshauer, who plays military people as a character actor nowadays. And what was his name? Michael, is it Perret? P-A-R-E. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Perret, yeah, who had some sort of career going for a while, but I think kind of sort of faded out. They must have done okay. They made a sequel, I recall. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. So, so many sequels. It's <laughs> terrible film. <laughs> it was just, it was just like, you know, classic situation, the first one comes out is great and then they do a sequel and it's terrible you know <laughs> but um but yeah i mean even to this day um that's still like um you know sort of a, a culture if you like that still follows um the whole philadelphia experiment um story uh i don't know if you know this but this is a, re- a really rare book as a rule but not a book actually but a publication that bill moore did um you know when he, he did the um with berlitz he did the philadelphia experiment in 79 or 80 whatever it was um but in 1984 um moore privately published a booklet which provided the reader with all the information that had come from 7980 up to when the movie came in 84. Most people have never even seen that. And um, and that's got, like, bunches of names and military people and things like this. And, and I actually lo- looked up some of these names because some of them were kind of strange names. And, f- and I found them, you know, in the military roster and so on. Um, so if anybody wants to look further into this, um, Moore's 1984 booklet, right, not the 1979 book, um, that one is, is filled with nuggets of material that you could take it in all sorts of uh, directions. The only thing I worry about when it comes to William Moore is how credible he is in light of the MJ-12 documents and such, his later admissions. But that's interesting. Of course, about that book. I also looked up Michael Perret as his acting career, and I have not heard of anything he's done. But if you look at his credits, this guy is constantly, constantly working at unknown movies, to be sure. But the guy is a working actor. He's got zillions of projects going on. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, I guess if you're an actor, you've got to do that. Like we with books, you've got to keep going. <laughs> That's how it is. Let's get beyond the Philadelphia experiment because it's something that we're never going to resolve. But looking over everything, obviously we know where it goes in terms of sci-fi. In terms of the practical universe, in terms of the possible connection with UFOs, maybe we should move a little more into that direction because of the kind of show this is, and that is what kind of reality are we dealing with, and let's look at various time anomalies. We have Nick Redfern. The book is Time Travel, the Science and Science Fiction, but we're focusing more on the science now. 
With Kurt and Gene, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, Nick Redfern, beyond the Philadelphia experiment, beyond the sci-fi that just is a constant everywhere, what do you think are the most compelling bits or stories about possible real-time travel, about the possibilities? Well, one of the angles that intrigues me, and I talk about this quite a bit in the book, it isn't necessarily, you know, going through machines and whatever, anything like that. It's the stories where people have had sort of prophetic dreams. You know, they've had a specifically significant dream, and then let's say eight or nine days later, something happens, you know, and it absolutely mirrors that dream. And yet the the original dream occurred a week before. There's a lot of cases like that. And I actually had one myself. There was nothing spectacular or amazing about it. And it was actually really down to earth and boring. But I can say with 100% certainty, this is a long time ago, that I had a dream and the data or the, the imagery came true probably, I don't know, three or four 
weeks later, and yet it was exactly like the dream. I can only say that I saw something in a dream, and then it played out exactly further down the line. Now, that in itself is a form of time travel because in some way or another you have had a glimpse of something that hasn't happened yet which by all amounts if you like um, that is time travel it's not you know conservative time travel you know something that's like a big adventure kind of story nothing like that a lot of people have had sort of prophetic dreams you know the most important thing is, isn't just the dream. It's the fact that you, in the dream, you saw something that um, at the time didn't happen. Three months later, it did. That kind of thing. Those are the kind of things that intrigue me. Again, because we're not, people are clearly not taking things from Hollywood or anything like that. People are, however it happens, there is some sort of glitch. It, I think it has to be a glitch in the sense that, you know, if you're having these random events, maybe once or twice in your life, and I can say for sure, I've only ever had that one experience. So for that reason, if not nothing else, I think, you know, the dream world somehow allows us to sort of open up some sort of time change, if you like. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what does what happens to us sometimes when we dream. We actually go through some other realm. But again, it's not the conventional aspect of, you know, of something along these lines. It's, um, it's a situation, like I said, no DeLoreans. Um, another ang um example of this is that back in 2017 um, I wrote an article, a very graphic story of a guy who, I wrote this for Mysterious Universe where you can, you can see the, uh, the article and I wrote an article on a guy who'd come forward and he got like a really traumatic terrifying story in his dreams of a nuclear war that was going to happen later on in 2017 and it was really um, extensive and deep and it was going to involve North Korea uh, working with the Russians and etc etc and that it got really deep and um, there was like for example um, a Russian um, satellite that was sort of looking like a regular Russian satellite, but uh, what it actually did was to release a giant, you know, like um, a, a nationwide EMF weapon, which basically destroys anything that's sort of electromagnetic. And um, as a result, we weren't able to use our weapons, our missiles, and fight back. And in the dream, uh, Europe and the United States were completely just destroyed you know and other people came forward over the course of the next sort of three to four weeks um, sharing their stories they'd had extremely similar ones as well and in that throughout that year 2017 there were numerous people came forward talking about this and again it was like a lot of prophetic dreams of nuclear war 
And it never happened, of course. But then, you know, I talk about in the book, well, did it happen? Were all the people who were having these nightmarish, terrifying dreams about nuclear war for Third World War with North Korea and all that business, did it really happen in a different sort of a different dream line, if you like? Could it just be coincidence? Could it be somebody read the first article and then it got into their head? And so they started to dream about it for that reason. All of those are quite plausible and down to earth. However, the, if, you, if you just Google dreams of nuclear war, you'd be surprised as to how many people have these dreams. Um, and it does make me wonder, you know, because they're being seen so graphic and in dreams, maybe in our dreams there are timelines and... You know, the one, the original person who dreamed this was assuming that, yeah, this is the end of the world, you know, but maybe it was the one end of the world, but in a different dream-like timeline, if you like. I don't know, but that was a really weird and creepy situation that I was getting these um, stories from people all over the place and nearly all of them did involve North Korea and this admittedly was you know um, when um, you know there, there were all these threats from North Korea you know we can reach you in 15 minutes or whatever you know so I don't know but but that was a really creepy few months it even had me thinking wow you know is it is it really going to happen you know well then it comes back to dreams in general are we just picking up stuff our mind creates or when we dream are we living in another reality for that particular point of time It, it could be yeah i mean um you know if you can sort of go into different realms of time you know, like that one I talked about with me, just like three months down the line or whatever, you you see it happen. Well, maybe, maybe it doesn't always happen in the same timeline. You know, maybe that's why some of your dreams don't come true because because they they're acting, if you like, um, in another timeline, and sometimes they appear in your timeline. Um, but I, but I think there is something to that idea of the mind having the ability somehow to see things that have not yet happened. Um, I mean, kind of similarity, uh, which I talk about in the book as well, is like deja vu. You know, the idea that, hang on, you know, this five minutes that's in my head now, that all happened and it is so, sometimes people have deja vu, and it's so sort of identical to the thing that happened three months ago or three years ago. And you're in a situation of, how the hell did that happen? You know, we we did that, you know, six months ago when we went down to ABC Town or whatever. You know where we're going right now. We're going to break very quickly and continue our discussion on time travel and all the possibilities with Nick Redfern. And Nick will be sticking with us for our premium show after the Paracast. 
That's available with our Paracast Plus subscription package. Check the Paracast.plus for more information. Our guest co-host this week is none other than Kurt Collins. Kurt is also the proprietor of the Blue Blurry Lines website. That's blueblurrylines.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> That's going to take some editing. <laughs> Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses. Your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. 
Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We are making Nick Redfern expend his energy. Now we're going to make Kurt Collins expend his energy. Where would you like to take this, sir? Well, so let's talk about a few technical things. So uh, Dr. Eric Davis was contracted to write studies for the Pentagon's UFO program. Uh, ATIP is what people know, but it was originally called OSAP. But anyway, he wrote transversible wormholes, stargates, and negative energy with one paper, along with two others, one on anti-gravity and on quantum energy. I notice he's mentioned in the book. How does he fit into things? Well... Yeah, I mean, I th- I think sort of like worm lines and things like that. I think if it's all feasible, what I liked about Davis's report, you know, that that is a good report. It's a good solid report. It's not sensational, and it looks at these. What I see, at least, the the feasible things like timelines, this sort of thing. My perspective on on the whole thing is that that was a really down-to-earth report, if you can have a down-to-earth report on time travel, you know. But that's not the point. You know, the the point is that there are, I think, reasons for us to think that, that at times weird stuff happens with time. And I think, you know, to some degree... um, you know, uh, Davis actually put his um, scenarios, you know, and um, theories and so forth out there in a way that does make you think, huh, that kind of thing, you know. And that's where it's important where we get into, you know, the, the realm of science, you know. I mean, there's so many sort of concepts involving, you know, things like time travel, such as, for example, you know, wormholes, black holes, multiple dimensions, uh, parallel worlds, you know, all that kind of thing. All of that sort of goes away from, you know, away from the fiction, but it also goes away from the supposed fact, but which still comes across like fiction. But when you get into you know, sort of hard science, you know, and coming up with, you know, well thought out um, scenarios for time travel, 
you know, and, and you're looking at things like wormholes and timelines. I, I think that's really, you know, where we need to be going. The extent to which we can actually achieve things like that, well, that's, you know, unfortunately, so much of it is still very much theoretical, really. Exactly. And so even though Einstein was considering the possibilities of these things, you know, if not literal time travel, the way that time affects us moving at different speeds. So, you know, this is um, while, while it's uh, still kind of in the air, it's, you know, serious people have given it consideration. So you broke up then? Oh, I was going to say while it's still very theoretical, serious people have been considering the issues. Well, yeah, that's when people sit up and listen, you know. Um, unfortunately, your average writer of a book on time travel, <laughs> you know, um, it's perceived as just a sort of entertainment, which, which isn't, I hope, true. You know, I've presented all sides. However, but, um, you know, we, we, if we're going to sort of really get into time travel you know you you need sort of the you know the big guys um in that field to um to, to really see if if this is all feasible you know but um but in saying that you know it could just be a situation where um we won't get the answers because time travel isn't what it seems to be, you know, that's the problem. Um, there may well be time travel, but but it's not presenting itself in the way that most people think of it because they've been exposed to the pop culture aspect of it. They haven't been exposed to the science. One of the reasons is because if it's hard science, most people are yawning after um, two minutes. And that's me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, concepts of time travel that are different, there's a sci-fi movie called Arrival with Amy Adams where she is a linguist who has to somehow communicate with this group of extraterrestrials who came down in her spaceship, and they communicate across time. Did you see it? Not that one, no. But very fascinating because, in a sense, she is living the future and the present and the past as she talks to these entities. And there's no way to describe it except to watch the movie, which at this point is either free or very cheap to rent online, and see what they do. Again, we're talking about this race of beings who communicates through time. So therefore, you know, that's the, the concept here is that time is an illusion. And that one way to, I guess, break through time is to conquer the illusion. So uh, that's an interesting concept. I mean, there's, I mean, just one other, you know, when you mentioned that one, um, there's another really good one, which, well, I thought it was anyway, called Millennium. I don't know if you've seen that. It, um, it's... It stars um, Chris Christofton and Cheryl Ladd, and, um, and and it's actually a really good movie. 
and it's about these people from the future um, and um, they are you know in the future the world's degrading and so on kind of almost like a 12 monkey scenario but um, to try and solve the issue and to survive so people survive in the future um, they come back in time when aircrafts are about to crash and they whip the they're able to get the all the people out of the planes and take them to the future and boost the the future civilization and um, and then now and the, the like the uh, aircraft industries hide it you know because all these bodies well not bodies but the all the people are vanishing out the planes but they're actually being taken to the future well another kind of time travel story that has manifested itself on television twice is 4400 the original series kind of ended before the plot line was resolved there's a new version on the CW, again, we're talking about the CW network. The CW is a network owned, I believe, by Warner Brothers and CBS, and it tends to cater to a younger audience. Very much it features superhero-type TV shows, as we've mentioned, of course, Legends of Tomorrow and Superman and Lois and The Flash and things like that. But the problem with the 4400 is I just think all the actors are bad. So I would not recommend it. I was very, very disappointed, and I removed it from my list of things to record. Nick, Gene, and Kurt, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Officials in Houston still trying to figure out exactly what caused Friday's deadly stampede at the Astroworld Festival. It occurred during a performance by rapper Travis Scott. He was the night's headliner when eight people ended up dying and over 300 people were injured. Running towards the stage, there's an unconfirmed report that the chaos erupted after someone realized somebody had a syringe in the crowd and they were attacking people with it. The police chief will only say for now. It is way too preliminary now to draw, to draw any conclusions, but we're not uh, taking anything off the table. 
A three-judge U.S. federal appeals court has temporarily blocked President Biden's vaccine mandate for large companies. The court issuing a stay Saturday as other court challenges play out. This is USA Radio News. The U.S. Navy christening a new ship, the USNS Harvey Milk, named in honor of the late politician and civil and human rights activist, who served in the Navy during the Korean War as a diving officer. Milk was elected later to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1977, becoming the first openly gay elected official in California. He was assassinated on November 27, 1978. The ups and downs of a presidential approval rating, the latest from USA Radio's Brad Bernards. President Joe Biden has spent months watching his poll numbers sink as the economy appeared to be losing altitude throughout the fall. The narrative may have changed Friday. America's getting back to work. Our economy is starting to work for more Americans. Thanks to the economic plan we put through in Congress earlier this year and a successful vaccine deployment, America continues to add jobs at a record pace. Government data showed that the U.S. added 531,000 jobs in October. This is USA Radio News. Hey folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of Paranormal Radio. left field Nick Redfern talking about time travel you've got chapter 14 and the reason I bring this up is that we've had some discussions recently on the Paracast even though people are kind of sort of sick of it Roswell and in our particular case here we had Greg Lawson a law enforcement professional who dissected the testimony in Roswell to see what was credible but Just to remind listeners, this was our episode for October 24th, 2021. Our guest co-host was Tim Swartz, and Greg had written a book called Roswell, the After Action Report. And he points out where he feels that some of the testimony wasn't credible, but he doesn't reach a conclusion as to whether he thinks Roswell really, really involved a spaceship based on the testimony alone. How does Roswell enter into time travel? Well, that very much depends on who you ask. (laughs) And, um, I mean, nobody disputes that something came down 
you know, just outside of Roswell. Well, actually, it's like a 90-minute drive. You know, the town of people of Roswell have actually hijacked on on Roswell as being the place. It wasn't. You know, it's even to to this day now. It's like about a 70-mile drive from Roswell to where the crash site was. But anyway, but that's beside the uh, the sites. Anyway. If you read, you know, most of the books on Roswell, there's like wreckage, some sort of craft, and some strange little bodies. You know, that's what everybody kind of sort of goes along with that, for the most part. You know, whether it's aliens or little crash test dummies or whatever. Um, But the one person, more than anybody else, who came forward and claimed that the Roswell UFO was... uh, not a UFO, but a time machine, was Philip Corso, who wrote the book um, The Day After Roswell. The the book itself, you know, I I wasn't impressed by the writing of the book. Uh, I wasn't impressed by the story. But the one thing you have to give it to Corso is that he was the highest-ranking member of the U.S. military to say that, yes, there were bodies and a spacecraft. And so, in the, you know, the, all the others like Jesse Marcel and all the others who you hear in, in the books, none of them in terms of ranking came close to Corso. He, he was highly, um, you know, with, with, uh, with the medals, you know. He was, he was someone who did have, you know, the medals, and he did do what he said he did. The only thing that is like a grey area is the angle of the Roswell itself, the Roswell crash itself. Now, according to Corso, the ship was a time travel machine, and of course that would mean that the bodies were from the future as well. And that's basically what he said, and that in the future everything was bleak and so on, and um, typical, almost like sci-fi, typical scenario, uh, try and, you know, sort of increase the uh, the planet and civilization, that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, Corso said that um, they were not aliens as, as we see it. They were aliens in the sense... They were from another realm, not a different planet or another um, solar system, but another realm, which still makes them, I suppose, aliens. But he also said that they were not aliens as we saw it. They were biological robots created to perform specific tasks for whatever reason this one went wrong. So, you know, that, that's the one um, side of Roswell in terms of um, time travel. Now, there's another famous UFO case which also ties in with time travel, and that's the Rendlesham Forest um, UFO landing or alleged UFO landing in December 1980. And, um, you know, if you look into the, the story, one of the most interesting stories is is, is again, um, you know, relates to um, time travel, and it comes from a guy named Jim Penniston. Now, Jim Penniston um, is someone who's written a book on his experiences as to what he said happened out at Rendlesham Forest, and um, 
and that when he was sort of put under and um, his mind was sort of, um, you know, sort of um, examined, if you like, by the military to see what um, Penniston found out, basically what he can, they sort of, supposedly the aliens sort of beamed, if you like, these... Um, sort of um, data into his head, shall we say. Um, he had these um, images, again, like so many others, of a world in turmoil and, the, you know, the Earth's just falling apart, the human race is falling apart. And according to Penniston, the aliens come back now and again as a means to try and um, figure things out for the future. And they come from such a long, long time away, so we don't cause any of these grandfather situations. You know, it, the scenario is that if you get too close to, you know, your, your grandfather, your mother, whatever, that's too close. You know, as long, the further and further you're away, the less chance there are of coming across your great, 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 great grandfather, that kind of thing. But and, maybe uh, you'll impact somebody else's. Great, great, great grandfather, don't you think? That was what? That maybe you go farther enough back in time to yeah. not impact things directly, but how do you even predict that? You may do something very slight 50 centuries earlier that over the years changes things, unless, of course, you have the ability to use your computing systems to figure all that out and if we know well yeah and we know that if we do right. this this is our limit of what we could do in the past and anything beyond that's going to cause havoc no, you're actually right there because the further away you are from you know if you need to go back to the future to bring people from the from the past or the future or whatever and get their dna and that kind of thing the the most significant way of doing it to prevent any accidents and disasters from happening is to ensure that you have no chance or hardly any chance of running into somebody on the size of you know the planet the size of planet earth you know what are the chances of running into them um if the situations are sort of more closer, you know, well, possibly there would be a chance of walking into them and then that causes the big problem. So, yeah, Penniston said that um, they brought back, uh, or they brought back people to the earth and then went back again, uh, or the timeline, I should say, um, that they did it in a fashion um, where everybody they talk and so on was a long, long way away. And, and that makes a lot of um, plausible sense. Um, I'm not, uh, frankly, I'm not, I don't think that's the scenario. I think it was a military experiment using holograms, but that's beside the, I mean, beside the side. Um, but um, it is intriguing that UFO cases, Rendlesham and Roswell, both have um, time travel theories applied to those cases. There have been some other stories, of course, but those being probably the most prominent cases and in both involving the military is, is 
pretty important. Let's do our break here, Kurt, and then let's finish that question. We've got more to come with Kurt, Gene, and Nick. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You've heard that supply lines are down or moving slow. Or moving slow. And that most everything costs more these days. Costs more these days. But good news. High-quality Sunny Bay products are in stock and ready to ship now because they're made in the USA. Like our extra-long neck heating pads, they provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs, are microwavable, and come in a variety of colors and patterns. What a great gift! An extra-long neck heating pad from Sunny Bay, also available in lavender-scented. Buy now in time for the holidays and avoid any shipping delays. Available on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, and Sunny-Bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. They're great for men or women, are reusable, and easy to clean. So this year, give the gift of pain relief and extra long neck wrap from Sunny Bay. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Order now when our stock is high and shipping is fast. And happy holidays from Sunny Bay. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. An important message from Byram Healthcare. If you live with diabetes, you know how challenging and painful it can be to manage your blood sugar. With private insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, that can all change. If you test your blood sugar four or more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to receive at little or no cost, less copays and deductibles, a continuous glucose monitor providing blood sugar readings with no uncomfortable finger sticks. 
and alert you in real time to potential spikes with your blood sugar levels. Byram Healthcare is a leading U.S. provider of continuous glucose monitors. We carry most major brands and will work with your insurance to get your benefits approved. So if you have diabetes, call a U.S.-based Byram Healthcare specialist now and see if you qualify. 800-535-6078. 800 535 6078 That's 800-535-6078. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So Kurt Collins, our guest co-host, was asking a question. Please continue with that. Well, I just thought it was it was interesting that those two cases, Rendlesham and uh, and Roswell, both were major military cases, and that uh, you know that they have a, a possible time to travel element to them. And then, of course, we had the uh, the Philadelphia experiment, which is another military case. But uh, well, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Nick, you know, when you mentioned earlier the thing that uh, that everyone kind of can dream about time travel, the thing a lot of people experience that has been rumored to be related to time travel is the sense of deja vu. Do you, do you talk about that in your book? Yeah, I do. I've got um, an entire chapter in the book on deja vu because it's, it's one of the things that at some point in their life, I would say just about everybody is going to have it at least once. Could it be, you know, sort of like they say in the Matrix, you know, it's a glitch in the Matrix when you get deja vu. But that's because we live in, you know, in the movies, we're living in like a virtual world and we don't know it, you know. But with deja vu, it's uh, different in the sense that it's like we're sort of going through like a loop, you know, some sort of, um, some old weird old VHS loop, you know. And I think when you have so many people having um, deja vu, probably, you know, I don't know, two, three times in their lives, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I know I've had it a few times, but not like, um, you know, like 10 or 15 a year. No, I, I couldn't say the last time I ever had it. But in saying that, either we're all sort of wired into some one particular of the brain, which causes it to seem like that, you know, and, and it really is just a, a you know, a, a glitch in the brain. Or the other possibility is that deja vu really is some kind of ripple within the timelines, if you like, but it doesn't last. And again, and it doesn't, it's totally different to the movies, any movies, but you could argue it is a classic, perfect example of I wouldn't say time travel, but it's more like travel manipulation, not deliberate manipulation, but something manipulates the um, the timeline. Um, so yeah, I think I think something along deja vu should be in you know if it's not there right now, it should be you know it should be inserted into you know sort of a history or the A to Z of time travel. I think. Um, it should be uh, inserted into there because deja vu, whatever it is, it, the the whole scenario revolves around 
saying things that you know you absolutely did, you know, six months ago or three years ago, and it's exactly the same. And that shouldn't happen to so many people, but it does. Maybe it's time travel. Maybe it really is a real matrix, you know, which is totally different. But um, who knows? <laughs> it's an interesting sensation, and I've had it several times over the years, but unfortunately it brings no knowledge whatsoever. You know, the last couple of times I've had a feeling, maybe I should be doing something different. Yeah, it is weird when you get it. It's very strange. So I was going to ask about, now you talked some about the, the messages from, well, about the dreams. And I was wondering, uh, especially with the uh, the download you mentioned from the uh, Rendlesham thing, did you think that if physical time travel wasn't possible, do you think the passage of messages, would, would that be something that could be more likely, either backwards or forwards? Um, in what sense? Well, rather than just communication, rather than physical travel, communication through time. Well, I'm not sure if that you'd have to ask, you know, Peniston for about the, the, you know, the the the, the full specifics, but, but, yeah, I mean the. I'm not sure to what extent there was like communication or anything like that. I think it was more along the lines of sort of mainlining down into his mind. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, it, 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 I was making a connection. I was thinking maybe those dreams you mentioned, those prophetic dreams, you know, maybe that wasn't yeah. a person flashing forward, that it was something sent to them. So maybe, maybe that's yeah. possible. Well, it's entirely plausible, you know. I mean, um, there's so many different aspects to all of this, you know, that um, it, it's hard to say. But, I mean, because the, the big problem is that, you know, a lot of people think time travel is just this, you know. But, I mean, we've already gone through several different things, you know, different timelines, grandfather scenario, you know, some people are coming back from time to from one time to another time. Um, you know, things like that, and um, and you know, and then of course you've got the just the, the odd anomalies, like we said. You know, with like uh, prophetic dreams, deja vu. I mean, they're all kind of of one big scenario, uh, despite the fact that they're in many respects. Everything's very different, you know. Um, but, I mean, another example, um, sort of a, a classic um, example of time travel, um, but in a really graphic way, um, back in the 1960s, um, mid-1960s, there was um, a little village in uh, Wales called Aberfan, which is A-B-E-R-F-A-N, Aberfan. And um, it had a huge hill um, overlooking the little village, and that's where they did all the the mining there. And one day, everything was so heavy, it was all at the top of the hill, and it all came racing down the hill, killed about 112, I think 120 school kids who were um, just, you know, killed because the, all the... the um, 
the coal and the, the rubbish all came, tons and tons of it coming down the hill, almost like, you know, you were sort of, um, you know, sort of a avalanche, something like that, and um, dozens of kids were killed. But in the days leading up to it, several of the girls um, in the village had these prophetic dreams of seeing like a big shadow coming over the hill. One of the girls told her mom, she said, Mommy, I'm going to die. And um, and that's what they saw, these, you know, this huge avalanche of coal coming down the hill and um, killing the kids. Um, and... And, and, you know, a lot of the girls um, did die. So that story, Abath the Abathan story, is a fascinating one, but extremely tragic. You know, they were all sort of like, you know, just kids, you know, and um, just imagine that's like a gigantic snowstorm just going down the hill and slamming into the school. And, um, and there's no way really to get away from the fact that the the kids did say, you know, that, they were going to die, or, um, you know, that um, they were seeing these um, sort of dark shadows coming over the school. Um, that, to me, is an example of seeing something before it happened. And if it happened, which it did, and they were talking about this before it happened, then, to me, that is some form of a time glitch. But... I wish I could explain how or why it's a glitch and what the glitch is. But there is some kind of glitch in those types of situations. And I think that does sort of mirror image in some fashion in relation to um, deja vu as well. It's when weird things happen in time and then afterwards they kind of, you know, they're sort of, come back to normal again but there's that brief period when something goes wrong and it's that then that for me is the most intriguing part of this it's that part that goes wrong because that's what we need to focus on i think not so much the story but what actually happens when the event occurs that kind of thing you know we're going to have nick sitting with us for after the paracast because there's so much to cover his book is called Time Travel, Science and Science Fiction. And we're focusing less on the science fiction and pop culture stuff about time travel than in the science and the possible reality and possibility of things happening, strange things happening. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host with Nick Redfern and Gene Steinberg. You're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors.
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We are GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners, lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers. But if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need. Just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Yes, Nick Redfern, hanging with us with so many incredible things happening here. I wanted to ask you about something. Don't know if you got into it in the book or not. And that is the Mandela Effect. Where we have different memories of events, and is that a time travel anomaly? Well, I mean, I think that's sort of, you know, one of the things in the last few years that's been growing and growing. And for people who may not know what it is, it's the idea. You're sure that this happened, or you're sure you heard that this person was killed, this kind of scenario where, and then you go looking for it, and you simply cannot find what you thought you should be finding. And you're absolutely sure that something happened back in 1987 when you went to ABC XYZ and none of your other friends can kind of remember it, that sort of thing. And again, kind of a a glitch. But yeah, for me, I think that's a fascinating scenario because if it was just sort of a one-off thing here and there, again, maybe a little glitch, who knows, However, it's not, you know, and I mean, there are, there are numerous examples of um, how it works. The one, my favorite one, and probably a lot of favorites uh, for people, is the story of, uh, known as the, the photograph of the Thunderbird. And back in the turn of the 20th century, so a long time ago, supposedly, there was nothing less than something like a giant um, pterodactyl supposedly uh, nailed on the door of a farm. And um, the story has been told so many times of of this story, these uh, farmers, and they nail this gigantic sort of thunderbird slash mothman type creature on this um, door. And numerous people, famous people within 
the field of the paranormal and so on, they none of them none of them today can find the photograph. People like John Keel, Ivan Sanderson back in the sixties did a lot of research into those fields. None of them could find the photograph anywhere. And yet all these people were absolutely sure they saw this old photograph um, taken like a century ago. And over the years, um, various people in Fortean Times magazine and Fate magazine went looking and almost begging, you know, if you got any, any data, any photographs, just, you know, send them to us and see if it's the right picture. And uh, the problem was when the story started to get out, a lot of people started to make their own versions of the photograph and didn't really good, you know, made them black and white and look faded and so on. But that, that, for me, is the most sort of, not just the best case, but it's the perfect one to sort of um, explain to people who may not have, you know, have known of the phenomenon. But um, literally, I would say hundreds of people now are absolutely sure they've seen the Thunderbird, as it's become known, the Thunderbird photo. I've seen this picture time and time again, back in the 60s, up to through the 70s. Not a single one has managed to find the picture, but they've all got memories of it. And that is basically how the phenomenon works. You, you're absolutely sure you saw this. Even your family did. But no, nobody can remember going there. And everybody else said, no, we didn't go there. You know, you, you, you got it wrong. So, you know, you could say, again, that's a glitch. But on the other hand, you could say it's also an example of a ripple within in, um, in science, if you like, which in the one big difference is that sometimes this doesn't go away. You know, um, if you're talking about sort of prophetic dreams, deja vu, that kind of thing, the one thing they have in common is that it's just something that comes and goes, sometimes in seconds even. Um, but when you talk about Mandela's situation, what you've got there is something that is ongoing and ongoing. For example, the Thunderbird photograph, the questions about what happened to the photo go back to the 60s. We're now, you know, pushing on 2022 now, you know. That's a, one of the interesting things about this phenomenon is that it doesn't go away. You know, it just leaves people with their minds thinking, well, what the hell happened, you know? And why can't I find, you know, the people who I was sure I was talking to? You know, it's interesting, too, because I've experienced it a few times, and I mentioned them as we progress here. My first wife, Geneva, and I may or may not have had a strange encounter. This was in the early 70s. We're living in Pennsylvania, near Philadelphia, about an hour's drive away. And for some reason that night, we're sleeping in the bottom floor of this old row house on a mattress just a bare mattress. And she wakes me up and says, do you see that thing in the far corner? And she identifies it as what she calls a water elemental. And I didn't have my glasses on. So, of course, I couldn't see much of anything. I thought maybe I saw a shadow in the corner. And I just sort of forgot about it. And then I mentioned it on the PowerCast a number of years ago. And I asked her, 
do you remember this? And she does not remember anything of the sort. That never happened as far as she's concerned. As much as I remember it being distinctive, because this was at a time when her frame of mind was one of looking into this kind of thing, looking into this kind of phenomena. Then there's a situation back in the, probably the 50s, late 50s, when my friend Larry and I were looking for UFOs. And he said, look at that thing in the sky. And for months and months, maybe a few years, he kept saying, hey, that was the UFO. And I said to him, Larry, all I remember, to be perfectly honest, is a strange cloud formation. It wasn't a UFO. Now, Larry wasn't very happy about it. I think we stopped being friends then. This is in our late teens by the time all this is is happening. Okay, things like that. I remember, you know, things here and there where people remember things differently. But part of the problem is the human memory is said to be imperfect. So if different people remember things differently, well, that's, that's just the way things are. Of course, in that case, how do you find the real story? How do you know whether something you remember as clear as anything really happened or isn't something that's a figment of your imagination? Of course, when collectively whether Nelson Mandela died in prison or not, or whether Jaws in the James Bond movies, his girlfriend, whether she had braces or not, that was Dolly, by the way, the name of the person. I've not heard about that one. (laughs) You've not heard about that one. In the Uh end, she didn't. I remember that she did in the film Moonraker, where Jaws finds a girlfriend. But the Uh actress who played Dolly confirmed that she was not wearing braces at the time. I mean, to me, that was the shtick, that of all the people that Jaws would fall in love with, it'd be someone who had crazy braces like he did. Okay? You'd think that would be logical. It would make sense from a script standpoint because you were basically playing it for laughs. But supposedly that never happened. Well, I know about things that maybe never happened or whatever, or did. Um, I guess one of the biggest stories of the last sort of 20 years now would be the uh, the John Tider, or Tider, however you want to pronounce it, um, T-I-T-O-R, who claimed in the early 2000s to have been a time traveller, uh, come back from the 2030s to our world. And um, that story is fascinating because it developed pretty much out of nowhere this huge following now i should say to our listeners this doesn't mean a single thing really but i cannot remember any of this now that as i said might be me might be because in those years i wasn't paying as much attention but still we got more to come with nick and gene and kurt you're in the paracast Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. You've heard that supply lines are down or moving slow. Or moving slow. And that most everything costs more these days. Costs more these days. But good news. High quality Sunny Bay products are in stock and ready to ship now because they're made in the USA. Like our extra long neck heating pads. They provide soothing relief to painful sore necks and backs, are microwavable and come in a variety of colors and patterns. What a great gift. An extra long neck heating pad from Sunny Bay. Also available in lavender scented. Buy now in time for the holidays and avoid any shipping delays. Available on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy and Sunny-Bay.com. Just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. They're great for men or women, are reusable and easy to clean. So this year, give the gift of pain relief and extra long neck wrap from Sunny Bay. Remember, just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Order now when our stock is high and shipping is fast. And happy holidays from Sunny Bay. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're talking with Nick Redfern here and bringing up a case of somebody in the early 2000s who claimed to be a time traveler? Yeah, it's John, J-O-H-N, and his last name, T-I-T-O-R, whether you pronounce it Tida, Tida. But in the early 2000s, he claimed to have been a time traveler from the 2030s, came back to our era. And for whatever reason, I guess because he was actually a really well done, put together story, he developed a huge following and people would sort of hang on his every word and his latest revelations about what's going to happen in the future. Now, if you look back, what you find is that most things, you know, that significant events that have happened in the last 25 years or whatever, you know, he missed it all. And now he's a lot of his supporters said, well, that's because we, we talk about different timelines, you know, which is a, <laughs> a very convenient way to get out of, if you get it, if you screwed up, you know, that's a very good way of saying, oh, well, it was a different timeline, you know, it's not really happening in our timeline. But what I found out, the more I dug into it, I don't believe the story of John Tater was um, real, and I don't believe um, it was a hoax. What I think it was was like a social experiment because a lot of what he talked about was how the people in the 2030s hate us in our world because of our sort of me, me, me kind of world, you know, and, um, you know, people who can't walk are just, you know, just living in obesity and all this. And and he said that the people of the future just look down on with hatred of people who live like that. So I think he, John Tater, whoever he was, he put this story out as a make as a reason to make the people of today, in a way, to warn them of what where we're going in this sort of mad consumer world. Um, So I think that's what it was. It was like a social experiment utilized by using time travel, which is an interesting way to make people think of, you know, how people of the future really might um, view us, you know, that um, 50 years away from now, maybe they will hate us because of what we're done in the last 20 years or whatever 30 years who knows but it's but it's a fascinating story whichever way you know you go with the story or not well i kind of hate the people from the 1980s who gave up on the space program well (laughs) yeah i almost forgotten about a a christmas carol so we had some time travel in that uh, although it was not a mechanically i guess it was more divinely inspired the past the present and the future yeah, and I, and I think the one thing we really do need to, you know, if there is time travel and there are people who have that ability, you know, let's let's have some real specifics of what's going to happen, you know, three weeks today, you know, at one particular traffic light, you know, at the four crossing and somebody's going to get killed in a purple car. You know, let's see something like that um, and and wait. 
And if that kind of thing happens, well, you know, that would be amazing, but uh, not so good for the people. However, but if we if we could get something solid, which we haven't had from many of these time travellers, really, that would change things. But the only things, as I see it, that change are changing things are things like um, deja vu. It's not like um, time travellers zipping in and out. Those are just, you know, Hollywood fodder that's um, become the norm. That's what people are expecting. You know. Yeah, when I look at, of course, the Christmas Carol, probably the best version, I think, is oh, the yeah. one with Alastair Sim. Yeah, Scottish actor who just had it nailed. He was so perfect for that role. Now he was a you know a stage actor for many years, did a lot of movies, but this I think is where he's one of the most famous things that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good movie. It's like a classic Christmas movie. Yeah. So Nick, with this book, this could very well be many people's because of it's a topic that'll interest a lot of people. This could be a lot of people's first Nick Redfern book. So they're going to be in for a wild ride. There's some topics that they certainly wouldn't expect. Uh, and you, uh, you you touched on some of the, the experiences where people found themselves in unfamiliar lands. Uh, aren't, there, and aren't there also some encounters with uh, things or maybe even animals that are out of place in time? Well, yeah, well, thanks. I mean, you know, I, with the book, what I wanted to do was to demonstrate that it's not just about the movie, the, the time machine, and it's not like real verse, you know, real versions of like Michael J. Fox or whatever. <laughs> um, this is looking at some of the lesser known aspects of time travel, uh, because it really has become like a black and white phenomenon when actually it's nothing like that at all. Um, and I think, you know, opening it up further and further is is the better way to hopefully having more and more people come forward and say, you know, yeah, this is what happened. And it wasn't like, you know, I mean, I guess we ought to think about it at some point, time travel, even if only once. But I mean, um, but opening it up to different scenarios um, and theories for it, um, you know, maybe that will help. Maybe that will one day open something up. What it is, how it happens, we'll have to ask the time travellers, I guess. <laughs> well, just curious, are you are you interested in uh, in readers' uh, personal stories? Oh yeah, I mean, I always um, I'm always sort of appreciative of people who provide feedback because I mean. You know, it's one of these situations where, yeah, uh, the guy has written the book, but, you know, we only have the the accounts thanks to the people who come forward. I mean, that could apply to the first book on Roswell, you know, or the first book on Rendlesham. You know, these stories um, opened up because we had the help of people who knew about it and, and shared it with us. So, yeah, and, and that's the same here. You know, I'm always appreciative of anyone who comes forward if and uh, and it's sort of going to open things wider and possibly give us some answers, you know. Um, you know, I might be the voice of the book, 
but the the data you know is coming from multiple sources in them there are so many different stories to consider when you talk about time travel this is why it's so much fun like for example of course we've covered a lot of things here but mothman mm-hmm. now how does mothman connect to the possibilities of time travel but you've got a chapter on it chapter 19 mm-hmm. so we've got to cover it nick gene and kurt mm-hmm. you're in the Paracasta. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. As Democrats sort through the wreckage of their loss in Virginia, a familiar feeling is creeping over the dwindling number of rural officials left in the party. They've seen this show before. Republican Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin's performance in the suburbs, where he clawed back ground former President Donald Trump and the GOP had lost in recent elections, got the most attention before and after election night. Independents actually support us by double digits, and folks run across the aisle and been endorsed by people who never endorsed Republicans before. And it is just so humbling to watch all this happen. An appeals court ruled on Saturday to temporarily halt President Biden's coronavirus vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 employees or more. The ruling came from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit after Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed a challenge to the mandate. This is USA Radio News. Bill Gates had a message during his sit-down interview with Jeremy Hunt, former Secretary of State for Health and Social Care and current UK Chair of the Health Select Committee. World leaders should prepare for bioterrorist attacks. You say, okay, what if uh, a bioterrorist brought smallpox to 10 airports? You know, how would the world respond to that? Uh, you know, that there's naturally caused epidemics and bioterrorism caused epidemics that could even be way worse than what we experience today. In attendance at COP26 on Tuesday, Gates warned international authorities that bioterrorism is imminent and the best course of action is to play germ games, Sky News reported. Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa el-Kadimi survived an alleged assassination attempt on Sunday, local time, two Iraqi officials told the Associated Press. Seven of the Prime Minister's security guards were wounded in the incident. This is USA Radio News.
You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Uh, So, therefore, we have Nick, who's going to now call me Gene Steinberg. uh, Or should I call him Nick Redfern? uh, No, mispronouncing one's name is insulting. I should never do that. But unless he wants to insult me, go ahead, Nick. Seriously, Mothman and future events? Tell me more. Well, sure, you know the name of the title of the book, The Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> it's not called The Mothman Prophecies for no reason. For example, the story for people who don't know them, I'm sure most people do, but The Mothman was this strange sort of winged, red-eyed creature that haunted the people of Point Pleasant, West Virginia from 1966 till December 1967. And it so happened that at Christmas, December 1967, the Silver Bridge, as it was known um, back at the time, um, collapsed into the Ohio River killing dozens of people. The bridge just collapsed and the cars came down. People, some were just you know, knocked unconscious. You know, when the cars slammed into the water from like 20 feet high, others managed to, some managed to survive, but as I said, dozens were killed. Now, the lead up to the, the situation um, of the bridge collapsing, um, what a lot of people don't know, and this is why you know, they called it the the Mothman Prophecies, was because people were having weird dreams um, of the bridge collapsing. Um, There was um, a woman in town, um, Connie, and she had this um, nightmarish dream of seeing Christmas packages all floating in the river. And that's what happened, you know, people were actually on that night, it was just a few nights before Christmas, so people were out buying Christmas presents and things like this. And um, and that was, people were talking about that, this wasn't like, you know, something coming along later, people were talking about, you know, these dreams of the... Um, the Christmas presents just bobbing up and down in the Ohio River. John Keel said that he was getting sort of prophetic, met- not dreams, but like messages, you know, and we're now, whether we're talking about messages in the mind or in a dream, that's, you know, it's debatable. But, um, but Keel said was in this 
complete state of concern that something was going to happen um, imminently and imminently is what happened and, and you can actually go back and see all of um, Keel's letters etc uh, which are all now held by a guy named uh, Doug Skinner you can actually look at Keel's um, original letters which actually show that um, Keel was talking with people um, in the latter part of 1966 worrying that something was going to happen um, near the river and he did you know the the the, um, the, the bridge came down um, so it's things like that in the in the book and and also the movie which was sort of take, took a few um, changes you know but it was a movie so yeah with Mothman you know you've got these prophetic um, disasters with the bridge and people you know slammed into the water in, in the cars um, that's sort of like a, a perfect example of having these dreams and these warns before it actually happens, and then and then it really does happen. As far as the the, the moth, well, we'd love to talk about uh, about movies here. the The movie, The Mothman Prophecies, I felt like it was uh, not so much faithful to the events, but I've heard a lot of people. Uh, reflect on it favorably because of the the mood of everything and they thought that you know that's what being a paranormal investigator is really like and there's all these mysterious events and ambiguity and you know you have a hard time understanding things but yeah i, I don't think it was uh uh you know it didn't stick to the letter of the story well no it didn't but then i think you know most um movies you know, if it's been a book, whether a novel or a non-fiction, I think, you know, when you've got to cram it into like a, a two-hour movie, you know, it, it is going to be difficult. Um, so, I mean, I, I think sometimes, you know, they do take a lot of um, changes. I think other movies, you know, they are fairly close, but... Um, but I, I guess, you know, when you've got, like, Mothman Prophecies, which is sort of about 260, 270 pages long, and you've got to put it into, you know, um, into, like, a two-hour movie, it, it's not the easiest thing to do, I suppose, you know. At least it was superficially like the book. I think the one that I recall, the movie that barely resembled the book was Earth versus the Flying Saucers. That's the one with the great Ray Harry has and the special effects. It's from nineteen fifty six, I think one of the better grade B sci fi movies. It's aliens on the loose attacking Earth people. And it was adapted and or suggested by a fact book Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Donald Keogh, a nineteen fifty three book. But the only thing in the movie, other than the name Flying Saucers, that came from Keo's book, which was a fact book, as we all remember, if we read it, is maybe the first 30 seconds about UFO sightings. Those 30 seconds and the name Flying Saucers were all that was left of Major Keo's Flying Saucers from Outer Space. He, at least according to his later books, was really embarrassed over that. He didn't understand what that in Hollywood, when you buy a property, unless you have some kind of producing right or something, they can do anything they want with it. 
unfortunately, that's sort of TV, you know, and movies and books and see how it all meshes together, you know, and and sometimes it's not good, you know, but, um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it works. Unfortunately, you know, there's so many of these shows, um, you know, Alien This, Alien That and whatever, you know, these documentaries and, and they're just put together, you know, there's no truth to it at all. You know, and um, a lot of it's the shows, you know, it's staged material just to, you know, what was that? What was that? I know. Um, but um, but there are, you know, there are the genuine um, bizarre things like, for example, you know, regardless of what people think of of, um, of Keel, you know, and his beliefs and, what, and his claims and what he said, the fact is that he's... Records do show that um, he was talking about the bridge collapsing, or a disaster, I should say. He was, was talking about a disaster in Point Pleasant imminently. And that's exactly what they got. So, And it's kind of rare that anything that is predicted is actually going to come to pass. We have all sorts of predictions over the years. And they make a big deal of it, but the world didn't end in 2012. Maybe it did, you know, we're in an alternate timeline here, right? Well, so I can give you a perfect example of that, which is sort of even more intriguing than the Mothman prophecies. But I guess in the early 1990s, one of the, uh, in the UK and the US, um, one of the biggest shows was The X-Files. And... Um, and that ran on and ran on, you know, and it got to the point where, you know, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, you know, that had enough. And it sort of spiraled down and, um, you know, it started to just come to an end slowly, which is, you know, for most shows, really. Um, but when all this was happening, um, there was a spin-off um, of the X-Files and... Um, and it was called the, uh, what was it called? <laughs> the Lone Gun. Gunman. Oh, The Lone Gunman. Yeah, The Lone Gunman. Let's talk about that in our next segment with Nick and Kurt and Gene. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
Folks, it looks like food shortages are here and going to stick around. Supply chains are breaking down, and inflation is back with a vengeance. It's all part of the shortage economy. What used to be unthinkable is now in the headlines. Are you ready? Do you currently have a stockpile of emergency food at home? If not, go to MyPatriotSupply.com today, and you'll find an emergency food kit that's right for you and your family. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America, serving millions of families like yours. Pick up a three-month food kit that stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. The meals in the kit provide over 2,000 delicious calories a day. That's important when you need to survive. Order from MyPatriotSupply.com and your food will ship fast in unmarked boxes to protect your privacy. Don't wait for permission or more empty store shelves. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? So we have one more segment with Nick Redfern. The book is Time Travel, the Science and Science Fiction. Then we will adjourn and pick up shop on After the Paracast, which is our premium show for Paracast Plus subscribers. So we're talking here about a briefly or a short-lived series spin-off of the X-Files called Lone Gunman. These were the crazy computer nerd characters that hung out in some episodes of X-Files. Yeah, well, in the X-Files show itself, uh, now and again, Mulder and Scully were helped by these three nerdy guys, the, the Lone Gunman. And... 
because they were popular, there was a brief season, just one series, one season. And I think it, there was like eight or nine episodes. Now, and bear in mind when this was, the story was being actually put together in 2000 and it was broadcast in early 2001. And the episode was of a sort of like a New World Order type organization that hijacked a plane with remote control and was going to slam into the, uh, the Twin Towers. And they're going to put the blame on a Middle Eastern power monger. And when you look at that situation and you look at the conspiracy theories that came along in the aftermath after the real attack on 9-11, it's almost jaw-dropping if you watch that episode. Um, as I said, you've got, you know, putting all the blame on somebody in the Middle East when it was actually a New World Order type doing it, remotely controlling the planes to the towers and so on. Now, I should stress, I don't believe all this all went on. Uh, you know, I'm not a big 9-11 conspirator at all. I think it was terrorists and it was a terrible situation. But you cannot get away from the fact that that episode which came out on TV, was broadcast like almost a year before the whole 9-11 thing happened. You put the two together and, you know, with the conspiracy situations and what really happened, you would watch that show and think somebody must have had inside information. But I think it is more along the lines of almost, you know, could it be like a time ripple, something that kind of got into the air, so to speak. I don't know. On the other hand, it could just have been a terrible, tragic coincidence. Uh, sometimes terrible, tragic coincidences do happen. Uh, but this is such a huge one. And, and I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen that episode of The Lone Gunman and just sort of take it in and just see what you think. You know, you know there's another almost prophetic movie there, but quite differently although it does hit at some of the facts. And that is The Siege, a movie from 1998. And it had a lot of big-name people like Denzel Washington, Annette Benning, Tony Shalhoub, Bruce Willis. And it, what it shows there is a group of terrorist acts in New York. And the offender is somebody who was once a CIA asset. He was abandoned by the CIA, and this is the way he took his revenge. And some suggest that Osama bin Laden was once a CIA asset whom we abandoned, and he took his revenge almost like this movie. Mm. It's called The Siege. And like I said, the performances are great. They're just terrific. Another one that's interesting in terms of being prophetic, although you're not thinking about it at the time, The Long Kiss Goodnight which is from 1996. Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson are the stars. And in this case, the CIA is playing to stage a bogus terrorist attack to gain funding because they're being deprived of funding. Again, a political dirty trick, again, involving the CIA. Long Kiss Goodnight. So we had these two movies in the 90s. Then we had 9-11. Of course, you mentioned... This lone gunman, which was very, very close to the real events. Yeah, 
and um, and again, it's sort of like when you sort of hear these stories and see them, it, it is kind of eerie. Whatever the motivation or or just the coincidence of it, or, or not the coincidence of it, it's still, you know, very eerie watching that episode. And you can find a few little articles online that talk about that, you know, from different perspectives. But it, but it is strange, you know. Was there any interview with the people who wrote the script as to what their intent was? I'm not sure if it was the writers, but some of the people who worked on the episode, um, you, you can get their quotes there uh, online in the articles, yeah. I'm just not sure if they were the writers, though. So what do they say, if anything, significant? Not much, really, that it was just a bizarre situation that, you know, one of those strange coincidences that sometimes happen. Well, certainly damaging a landmark is part and parcel of a lot of movie scenarios. Look at, of course, Independence Day, where they take down the White House and the Empire State Building, E.T., So that kind of scenario is something that's naturally occurring if you're going to have a disaster movie. So if you're going to look at it that way, well, it's just smart script writers coming up with a compelling story. And if you're going to do that, you want to provide some factual reference that people can accept it. Like in Independence Day, they talk about Roswell and Area 51. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different ways to look at all of this. I mean, another example, it isn't really um, time travel, but it does relate to sort of coincidences that could be applied to time travel. For example, um, in um, 1975 was when um, NASA, with one of its uh, craft going into orbit over Mars, they um, saw this image of what is famously or infamously became known as the face on Mars. You know, everybody's seen, you know, at some point that picture. It it does look like a a face looking up from the ground. And it became known as the face on Mars. And NASA just says, oh, no, it's just like seeing faces in clouds, you know. But that's what it's called. Everybody knows it as the face of Mars. Well, when the scenario or the situation of the face on Mars was growing and growing and more researchers were, lo- were looking into it. It turned out somebody found an old 1950s comic book with the artwork done by Jack Kirby and the story pretty much done by all of him. And it was called The Face on Mars. And the story is of this gigantic stone face carved out on the surface of Mars. You cannot get any closer, you know, to something being identical, you know. And again, you could say, well, you know, coincidences like this are going to happen now and again. That is actually, you know, what are the chances of it? Strange coincidences never happening. Maybe this was one of them. But again, you know, when you've got astronauts going to Mars, seeing this huge stone carved head, not just the, 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 the body, just the head on Mars, and then you've got ex- the exact same thing in the real world. You know, is it chance, coincidence? Nick Redfern, quickly tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. 
Well, can, they can reach me on my um, website, and uh, that's called World of Whatever. So if you just look, uh, just go for uh, World of Whatever, Nick Redfern blog, you'll be able to find me. There's all, I've also got an Amazon page. People can reach me there. Facebook, just uh, type in Nick Redfern. There's a few of us, but uh, you'll see me. And um, always happy to chat with people. You can find us on Twitter, the Paracast. You can find us on Facebook. You can buy branded merchandise, the logos and everything. If you go to theparacast.shop, that's theparacast.shop. Nick Redfern will be back on After the Paracast. We're going to talk about... Ooh, doppelgangers and such, okay? And final events. Hmm. To get after the Paracast, you have to subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to the Paracast.plus for more info. The coupon code UFO20 gets you a 20% discount on five year and lifetime subscriptions. The Paracast.plus. Nick Redfern, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks, Gene. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.